Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. On Catherine Crick. Catherine, how are you doing tonight? Amazing. I'm so excited to be back. I'm so excited for what God's going to do today. Awesome. I'm so excited. I, you know, we all, I just said it, but we know we had you back on in May and you were taken off on TikTok. You were like preaching, God was moving, but, and we talked about how God had been promoting the ministry. You know, the Bible says if we humble ourselves, he'll exalt us. And God definitely has been exalting you. God has been promoting you, but then it wasn't just TikTok. All of a sudden your in-person meetings started exploding. I've been following this and it went from, you know, 20, 30, 40 to hundreds are now coming to now thousands are coming to the events, which is incredible. And then now also I see you breaking into YouTube, which I'm like, thank you, Lord. We need help on YouTube. There's so many Pharisees on YouTube, so many heresy hunters. And so the more people that are spirit filled preaching is incredible. So I know we had you on on May. Share some of your testimony for all the new people. There's 3000 watching. I know a lot of new people on the broadcast tonight. Share some of your testimony. Tell us what God has been doing. And then after that, we're going to show you guys some actual deliverance clips, some actual videos of some of Catherine's ministry of what she's been doing, how God's been using her in deliverance. And then we'll talk about some keys to deliverance after that. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, a little bit about me is about five years ago, a prophet prophesied to me when I went to a conference, you are called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ and you're called to reach the nations. And when I received this prophecy, I I was wanting to be a Christian pop EDM singer songwriter. After searching for what is my purpose, what is my calling for many years, I really thought I finally found it and things were going well. I was putting out music videos and singles and it was just, it was going great. And I was dreaming about the future of my music. And I come to this conference and I had just encountered the power of God nine months prior. And when I did, it moved me from being a lukewarm Christian to on fire for Jesus, surrendered to God that moment when I first encountered his power, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, something I'd longed for for many years, but, but couldn't surrender. But in that moment of actually meeting Jesus, encountering his, encountering his power, my eyes were actually open and I could see how worthy Jesus was of my surrender and there's nothing else I wanted. Um, So from that point, my biggest passion became, I want other people to encounter the power of God. It changed everything for me. I, I see hundreds of my Christian friends and family in my life that didn't encounter the power of God and were lukewarm and didn't know how amazing Jesus is, like how I was. And so really that was my biggest passion. I didn't know that that was uh, an indicator of my calling. Um, I thought I was just passionate (laughs) about the power of God. Um, But nine months after that, the prophet prophesied this to me. And public speaking was my absolute biggest fear. No exaggeration. My biggest weakness and leading people was my big weakness too. I wouldn't even lead lead a small group in college. I would get up to do presentations in front of 10 people and I would go like brain dead, so nervous. Um, And I always looked at preachers and I like put them on a pedestal because I was Mm. like, how are they so on fire always? How do they have so much faith? Um, How how do they hear from God like this? How do they get this revelation? Um, How do they articulate these sermons? You know, I had no clue. So when I received this word, I was like, 
what in the world? How is this going to be possible? Um, and also, what about my music? <laughs> Where's the Come prophecy on. about my music? <laughs> I didn't want to be a minister. I didn't even desire to like pray for people. I was I wanted to just watch that watch people be prayed for, you know. <laughs> wow. Um, but I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that it was God truly speaking through this true prophet of God. And God reminded me of Moses in that moment, in that moment of receiving this prophecy of how Moses was like, I can't speak and you want me to be a mouthpiece for you and lead millions of people? I stutter. But God says, I'm going to give you the words to speak. And I'll, and God gets the glory Come when on. we have such weakness and he's able to put his power in us and show, wow, this is only possible with God. Um, so with God speaking that to me, it, it gave me the strength to say yes to God. And really that was my, the only thing I wanted was to be in God's will. So I accepted the call. I had no clue how it was going to happen. I could not picture myself preaching even one sermon. Come on. <laughs> and I couldn't picture like miracles happening through me. You know, I'd only seen that happen through like two people, like people moving to miracles and deliverance happening. Only two people. Um, <laughs> so uh, I received these prophetic words that all these miracles were going to happen and that revival was going to break out. Revival was going to break out in L.A. and through your ministry before the ministry even started. God called me to start the church, Fivefold Church, nine months later. I mean, I was so weak. I mean, I just needed God. Every sermon I preached for about three years, I I, I felt like I had no words. And I, and I was like, I, I really had to lean on God. Mm. And I fought the lies of the devil speaking, you're not good enough. People aren't touched. People aren't coming after years. Uh, people aren't telling you they're blessed. So you're not good enough. Mm. I dealt with that for like literally until about a year, a year and a half ago. Um, but I just kept pushing forward. I just knew that obeying God was all that mattered. No matter how I felt, no matter how much the devil's trying, I'm going to just, this is true confidence is, is doing what God's called you to do, despite how you feel, pushing away the lies of Come the devil, on. the insecure lies, and doing it anyway. It's, people think confidence is you're feeling confident, but that's not true confidence. So I, I was confident. I, I just kept going. Um, and the church, we had about maybe 10 to 20 people, usually about 15, for until, until, this, until J January, January mm. of this year. So that's about four years. Um, and so it was hard. And I was like, when is the promise going to come to pass? And every year I'd be like, I really hope the promise is going to come to pass this year. Um, and God spoke to me. Actually, uh, my mentor had prophesied. He said, I see this revival breaking out. I see this revival breaking out and the promises coming to pass that have been prophesied to you through... Um, videos one minute videos come on that's how it's gonna happen so you need to make one minute videos and keep making them until the walls of jericho fall down like how they just kept going around the wall even though bricks weren't coming down it wasn't like they didn't see any sign that it was going to come down <laughs> keep going until it falls down so i didn't know how to edit i taught myself how to edit <laughs> Um, and that, that was about three years ago. And I spent literally the majority of my time editing. It was editing and then preparing for a sermon on Sundays. That was my mm. life. But like 13 hour days of editing up till five in the morning, editing a sermon that I would put on YouTube 
that would take a total of like six hours to edit and there would be like 10 views. Come on. And this is for Preach, years. That's and the there real was not stuff. An, Preach that. That's real. And there was not an increase. There was not an increase. It wasn't like, oh, I thought that's how it was going to be for online and, and in-person church. I thought, okay, we have 15 people this year. Maybe next year there'll be 30. You know, maybe next year there'll be 45. Like, that was a big dream for me. But instead, like in person, it would literally decrease. I mean, even, even in 2020 when COVID hit, we took church outside in the park because we couldn't rent in the building anymore, our church building. And we went from having like 15 to sometimes just Jean-Tal and I, the worship leader. Wow. And, and sometimes there would be a couple that would trickle in. They're walking by in the park um, during 2020. And we would see God move here and there. But I never saw a demon cast out. I didn't really hear a big, big, many testimonies of healing, but we would see him move here and there. It was beautiful. Sometimes baptism with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes just someone fall back with the power of God. Sometimes people cry after hearing a prophetic word. And so Jean-Tal, I had her, uh, she's a worship leader. She started filming. She doesn't know how to use a camera, but Come she on. just started filming. And we had just a couple people, but we would capture the power of God moving here and there over the course of that year of 2020. And on December 30th of 2020, we were celebrating my birthday. We were on vacation and God gave me this vision, this idea to put a video together, a one minute video uh, of a montage of clips of God moving in power this past year in the park and other places. And so I did that and I stayed up really late and I, I, I was excited about it. I put it out on TikTok. On TikTok, I didn't have many followers at that point at all, just like some hundreds, I think. And about 24 hours later, on, by January 1st, which is my 30th birthday of this year, Come on. the video reached uh, 1 million views and there was thousands of comments and in the comments were testimonies, testimony after testimony mm. of all these miracles happening. Healing, deliverance, people saying, I felt things leave me as I watched this one minute video. So there was some people that said, I'm an atheist, but I felt power Come on. <laughs> watching. Um, and COVID leaving, even diseases leaving, anxiety lifting off. And I was looking at this, John tells me, we're looking at this, our phones like shocked, what? Like I, I had been going live every single day during the COVID season from March till May, till October. Every single day I went live. Sometimes there would be zero watching on, on oh um, Instagram. And that's literally October. That's one year ago. Wow. <laughs> and I still kept going because God told me to encourage people every day during COVID season. Um, but like no miracles were happening. No one was testifying. Mm. I received a miracle. One video. God just decided revival's now, harvest is now, the wall came down. Come on. And then I just started going live two times a week after that. And on every live, now miracles are happening on every single live. I was shocked. Um, God is so faithful. Then we we're still having our in-person church services at the park um, in, in LA. And now there is a like thousands and thousands on followers on TikTok and, and people are receiving miracles. And, and, and we were like, where's the people coming in person? You know, where are they? Where, where are they? It was still five people in, in January, 10 mm, people wow. February, March, uh, 15, 20. And um, it was in 
March that a woman had seen a video of me online and she said that God told her to come book a flight from from uh, Massachusetts and come encounter him in the park. And so she came, she came with her friend that same day, two people came from Nashville for the same reason. We had like 25 people at our church service. So I was like, wow, God, your ways really are not our ways. Cause mm. I didn't, I didn't think it, I didn't, it wasn't even thinking of anyone taking a flight to come to our service, let alone with 20 people in a park, <laughs> you know, but I was expecting, I was like, oh, I know this principle. When people are hungry enough to sacrifice, book a flight. Come on. God's going to move upon that hunger. I'm expecting. And so that day, wouldn't you know, the devil knew what was about to happen. He tried so hard to stop church happening from that day. I've never had to fight so hard to have church. Um, we get to the amphitheater. We can't reserve the space because it was COVID times. We get there, there's a group of 50 people there having a little social gathering. They're pretty much done, but they're, they're not leaving the amphitheater. And I'm telling them, we have people traveling here. Can you just move your, your, wow. your, your conversations like a little bit over? It's a big park, you know? <laughs> and they didn't want to leave. Finally, they allowed us to have church there. Um, but then there was metal, they were blasting met, heavy metal music six feet away from where we were having church, literally. And so I, I had my little battery operated speaker and I says, I'm just gonna preach loud today and come sit up close. We're, we're, the work of God must go forth. What you came here to receive, you're gonna receive. And that day I started praying for that girl that flew from Massachusetts. I started praying for her. She fell back with the power of God. Then she's, trembling she's convulsing and i recognize this is demons trembling in her i've wow. never seen that before this is with the heavy metal music going on and wow, everything the heavy metal in the back and they're watching you can see in the video they're like looking like what's happening um and i just i commanded the demons to leave and they left her hallelujah she was free and that was the first time i've ever seen demons tremble or um be cast out in my church mm. service before and then from there, that video went viral of, of that deliverance. And so from that week, it, it, people started flying, um, traveling uh, to come encounter Jesus and receive deliverance and healing. And so it increased from like 25 that week, the next week's like 30, then like 40, and then 45, and then 50. And then each week, God is continuing to do deliverance, cast out demons. And then it was like, it hit like 70 or so um, the week before you had me on. And then um, you encouraged people. You said, get there. Don't miss like, out on what God's doing. Yeah. You told people. You're like, you, you like the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. Come on. Don't Come miss on. out. And that Sunday, after you were encouraging people and I was on here, 300 people came. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Seven the week before. 300 came, so many were delivered. So many traveled from afar and, and, and received miracles from Jesus. And from that week, there's been hundreds every single week since that day. Since that day, people have flown from across the country every single week. Sometimes other countries like Colombia, Spain, Turkey, Mexico, Canada. Wow. And Jesus just, keeps on moving. He keeps on 
setting the captives free. He keeps on healing the sick. He keeps on baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. He keeps on opening up spiritual eyes. He keeps on astounding us, like going glory to glory and doing new things. Like Mm. I am shocked every time, truly, Jesus leaves us in awe and wonder and revival is now. Come on. Hallelujah. I want to thank you so much, Isaiah. I honor you and I thank you so much for opening the being, you know, literally God used you to be a vessel to for that promise to come to pass in my life. I had literally envisioned that. I'd hung on to that when things were so hard, when the devil tried so many times through backstabbing, through jealousy, through betrayals, through um, people saying so many mean things about me, um, through all of that, I literally would envision this moment. I, I know God will do what he said he's going to do. On. He's faithful. And he did it. He did it. He did what he said he was going to do. So and good. he uses vessels. He doesn't just plop it from the sky. Come on. You know, his, his move. And so he used you. And so I thank you because... You were, I'll always remember you my whole life. (laughs) Awesome. And I'm glad that I was able to be used. And I I remember the day you were on and I was looking at your channel when I first brought you on and I'm like, why do these videos not have thousands of views? Because all of them are about what God is doing. And this is the theme, guys. Listen to what we're saying tonight, chat. We're talking about giving the Holy Spirit a platform to move how he wants to move, to deliver, to heal, to bring breakthrough. And I looked at your stuff and I'm thinking like, you're giving him this platform to heal, to deliver, to preach. It was just people had not caught on to that. People, but I know yeah. there's a hunger. I know there's a remnant right. out there that we're preaching to you right now. And some of you are in the chat, you're typing, I got healed at her thing. I got delivered at her thing. I feel the Holy Spirit. And then some of you are typing, there's something in me that's making making me like wanting to jump out of me. There's something in me that knows, and this is what it is. It's, it's that thing in you knowing there's more to Christianity than just Sunday church. And as you're sharing your testimony, I was thinking about it's one thing to hear about God and I heard about God my whole life but then when you experience God everything changes and you want to tell everybody about this God that you've experienced this God that you've tasted you've touched you felt that's healed that's delivered and that's changed our lives and uh, my favorite part of the testimony and what I think even is a message for many of you tonight that maybe you didn't think this was going to be a message for you is the faithfulness is just You keep showing up and people always say, well, what is faithfulness? Faithfulness is I'm just going to keep showing up when I don't feel it. I'm just going to preach when nobody's watching. It's like you look at the children of Israel that you touched on and six days, God said, okay, I want you guys to march for six days. And here's what's going to happen for six days of marching. Absolutely nothing. Nothing's going to break. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to fall. But then on the seventh day, Every, the walls are going to come crashing down. And the question is, God, why couldn't the walls just come down on day one? Why waste yeah. six days? And God is building faithfulness in us. God says, I'm going to let you march. You're going to film no viewers, nothing happening. This is a word for some of you. No breakthrough, no healings breaking out, no revival. But I want to see, will you keep marching when everybody else is giving up? Will you keep going when everybody else gets tired? And this is what God is looking for in a generation, especially. Let me just touch on this, guys a TikTok culture generation, a microwave, Instagram, now, now, now. They say that our generation has the shortest attention span in history. I mean, literally for me and you, you know, we preach hours, we go long, we're both long-winded. It's hard for us in this culture because 
people have a 10 second attention span, a 30 second yeah. attention span, and they just click on and click off. But the, that's not in the Bible. The Bible is faithfulness. Will you keep preaching? Will you stay when times get hard? Will you go through the time? People don't see the time you put in, the tears we put in to keep pressing, yeah. to keep pushing. And it all is for you guys. And now some of you, I, I know there's trolls. I've already been muting people. I totally get it. But you, but even the trolls that are watching that are already muted, but they're still watching, we're doing this for you. Like we're laying our life down yeah. so that we can see God move in your life. We've laid it down for God's kingdom. Not about us. It's not about our ministry, but it's about the kingdom of God. That's the message of the gospel. That's the message that we we preach and we see that demonstration. That's something you've been seeing. And I, I was just thinking about in the Bible, Jesus said, the signs and wonders validate the message is true. They validate the sermon, the preaching that is the true gospel. And John 10, Jesus said, if you don't believe me, believe the miracles. And so that's why anyone that is one, oh, this or that about me or about you or about Daniel Adams or about any of the people that we have on, any of the people we run with and we all kind of are going in that same lane, I'm going like, we have this evidence of God moving, of the power of God. Meanwhile, the, these religious people, they have nothing but arguments. Like, And the person with experience is never at the mercy of someone with an argument. And so we, we're believing tonight, guys, that there's going to be an experience in your life, that you're not going to go to the school of this or school of that. You're going to go to the school of experience because God really wants to touch your life tonight. God really wants to change you tonight. God really wants to bring breakthrough um, in your life tonight. And so I love it. The deliverances, you know, I, I, I see it like this as long, especially with your testimony. Mine is we didn't, I didn't ask to cast out devils. I didn't ask to, yeah. I want to make someone manifest. I saw that there was a need and I'm like, I'm going to fill the need. I'm going to be the person there. And by default, it became people come, people get delivered, people get healed. And sadly, I really feel that there's a change coming to the body of Christ where it's going to be more abnormal to not do deliverance than to do deliverance. So it's no longer going to be, oh, you're weird. You do deliverance. It's going to be, you're weird. You don't do deliverance. Like you guys don't cast out devils. You guys don't heal the sick. Like how do you guys prove the gospel? How do people get free? How do, how do lives get changed? It's the power of God. Romans 1 16 unto salvation and so i i commend it i love it i want to show i know we have some testimony video here one thing i'll say about this is the children getting delivered i love this i love this i love this you're seeing this touch on this before we show this video all the children that you're seeing coming forward getting delivered we know it happened in the bible in fact i believe that was seven deliverances in the gospel two of them were children so talk to us a little bit about the kids that you're seeing come i know we're about to show a video of uh, deliverances happening kids getting delivered but talk to us a little bit about some of the children that you've been seeing come to the meetings i mean it's so beautiful i mean the bible says that the kingdom of god belongs to the children mm. and you cannot receive the kingdom unless you become like a child that means that children have so much wisdom children and the childlike that's where the wisdom is it's been so beautiful you know you're used to seeing church where uh the kids are you know they're not mature enough to be in there for the the main church and they need to go off Come to the kitty church or whatever you know or play but we're seeing families bring children sometimes they're crying we don't care like sometimes they're crying because they're manifesting actually you know yeah yep. care like bring them jesus says bring the children let the children come to me and oh my goodness it's 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 just shocking to see jesus deliver these children it's shocking to see 
children have humility, wisdom, and spiritual understanding. Mm. So many young children, we're talking age 10, age 8, come forth and start renouncing to me, renouncing before God, like saying before me, mm. I renounce this, I renounce this. Um, there was a young girl, I don't know how old, probably eight, seven, last week I was in Redlands, California ministering, and she just, the second one that came right up, and she says, she's renounced um, being molested and being touched. Mm. I mean, she had that understanding. Like, I'm, I mean, the point to renounce is to, the significance is, is to identify the door that was open for the enemy and say, I know where that is and I don't want you anymore. And I renounce this off of my life. And um, she, she was set free. We've seen uh, young children be set free of generational curses with their parents. We've Come seen um, mom or dad renounce something and then immediately the child becomes free Wow! once they renounce. So we've seen them be set free from different things, um, mute spirits leaving and uh, them now speaking. And you're going to see that in the video. Another boy who had autism, um, his mom renounced um, doing things in the Catholic religion, witchcraft involved. And you can, you'll see in that video, demons left him. So God is just doing the impossible. We, th we think like kids, they just are this way, you know, they're born with this. The world says, that's just how it is. Give them this medicine, give them this counseling. They even call certain things beautiful when God calls it lack. And I want to give on. you abundant life. I want to heal every disease, every mental sickness. I want more for you you know? So, hallelujah. So good. And I think if you look at scripture, when G when the Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus, didn't bring her daughter, but her daughter was at home and G she's begging Jesus, please deliver. You know, she's a Greek. She's not qualified. She's not, does Jesus said, no, it's not for you, the bread. This is the children's bread. And she says, even the dogs eat the crumbs. There's this desperation. And Jesus is like, whoa, I have not seen faith like this in all of Israel. Like the people that are my people don't even have this type of desperation. And I feel I'm saying this because there's people in the chat right now that are like that Syrophoenician woman that are coming to Jesus tonight saying, Lord, I need you to deliver my kids. Now, the daughter wasn't even there. The daughter could have been who knows where, but Jesus said, your daughter, those demons, they've left your daughter this very hour. Your daughter has been delivered. Your request has been because of your faith, because of your desperation, even though I turned you down at first, even though I said, you're not, it's not for you. This is for my people. He goes, I'm going to now give you this because of your faith. And I really believe somebody is able. And I know all of these people on YouTube are going to make videos and clip this. I don't care. They're irrelevant to me able to move the heart of Jesus tonight, able to move. People say, oh, he's just sovereign. You can't move God. Absolutely, you can move God. Absolutely, you can. Moses moved God. Abraham moved God. Um, we can we can wrestle with God. Jacob wrestled God. And God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to change your name to Israel. So absolutely, God can be moved. And faith moves yeah. God. When you grab the hem of his garment, he goes, I wasn't even planning on touching you tonight. I wasn't even planning on healing you tonight. And someone once said, if God doesn't grab onto me, I'll grab onto God. And so I believe there's faith, even as you're sharing, there's faith arising for children tonight that God wants to deliver your kids. God wants to heal your kids. And I love what you said that we label it as, oh, that's just autism. Oh, that's just uh, OCD or that just this. Yeah. And, and we label all these. And even, even as you're saying it, I'm saying it, there's like this taboo of, oh no, don't say that. 
But right. why? Why? Right. We, if, it, if it is the enemy, now we both know, we both have preached on this. Of course, there are chemical imbalances, psychological. That's not what we're talking yeah. about. We are talking about demonic spirits that are attaching themselves to our children, and yeah. we're completely okay with it. And I'm yeah. honestly... Catherine's so convicted about this. If Disney can teach our kids witchcraft, why can't we teach them deliverance? If Disney can teach them the Ouija board and Nickelodeon Ouija board and Cartoon Network teaches about Ouija boards and magic. And if you want to be a boy, you could be a girl. If you want to be a girl, you could have two mommies. This is all over Netflix television. And then we are afraid of them getting delivered. We're afraid of them seeing deliverance. And I, I love what you said as well. They cry, so we stop. Well, that's the demon crying. That's not your kid crying. That's the demon crying because the demon doesn't want to leave them, but God wants to set them free. There was a testimony yesterday. Someone shared that they, 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 a five-year-old boy said to their mom, can you put on Apostle Catherine's videos? Come on. Oh, I'm praising God. My mom says... Wow, they chose you over Bar- Barney. Come I was like, oh, chose Jesus over Barney. Hallelujah. And over Disney. This is happening too now. Hallelujah. Because and- Jesus' power is here. So children want that. Who doesn't want Jesus when you really can taste and see him? So she turned on the ser- one of the services. And um, the five-year-old started to cry. And she says, why are you crying? She says, I don't know. And then afterwards, he was full of so much joy. He woke up full of joy, a different person. Come on. Hallelujah. And I, I want to so bring your children, bring your children to this right now. I would now. say too, you know, th- if children are engaged, that's the anointing of God. Like you can't get a kid to sit still for five seconds in religion. But when the presence of God is there, I met a little girl last week at church and she was five. And she said, she watches you all the time, every day. That's all she wants to watch. And I'm thinking like, this is so God that these little children are hungry for revival. They're hungry yeah. for the move of God. And this is becoming normal. And listen, I grew up, my mom's watching, my dad's watching. I grew up an incredible home godly home you know sheltered everything god was in our home as far as what we were able to do that but i will say one thing that i look back on in my own life and this is not a fault to my parents is i didn't see the demonstration of the power of god i didn't see the like you just talked about earlier is when you first you're like wait there's more there's more that light goes on that awakening happens so for me i became a self-proclaimed i'm an atheist you know because i i'm 16 now and i haven't seen god and god's not real even though i was raised in a christian home i just didn't see the power of god in my church in my family that that no we're gonna pray right now like we're gonna lay hands we're gonna get this demon out of you we're gonna see miracles like it wasn't that activated miracle power walking revival and so i want that for my kids i want it to be normal every, you know every night my kids pray lord fill us with your holy spirit it's like a normal so all we always pray every time i pray over them it's fill us, fill us with your holy spirit and it's not a religious thing it's i want that to be a normal thing for them to say i want the holy spirit filling them to be a normal average thing where it's like this Deliverance becomes normal. Baptism becomes normal. Of, of the Holy Spirit becomes normal. Miracles become normal. Like we don't run to get a pill. We, we lay hands. And so this has to become normalized or your kids are going to get older. They're going to get bored with the religious dead church that you've been bringing them and dragging them to. And they're going to go look for the supernatural in the world. But I'm telling you, if we give our kids the supernatural now, they don't need to look to the enemy's kingdom because they're getting it in God's kingdom. So the supernatural is for your children. It is for now. So we're going to show you guys, man, we could go all day on this. I love this. We're going to show you guys these testimonies here. We're going to watch them together. And then we'll talk a little bit about them and give you guys a couple keys to just seeing deliverance in your life. And then I really believe even more than that, we're going to activate. We're going to pray for you guys. 
guys and see the power of God move. But everybody put your attention on the screen. Now, let me say this. Um, these are live deliverances. So if you're religious and these make you manifest and catch what I said there, then go ahead and just feel free to pause it or whatever. But these are powerful. These are normal. Jesus did not do deliverance in private. Jesus did not hide deliverance. He was doing them in a public setting. Can a demon jump on me if I watch this? No. Demons don't jump on you when you watch deliverance. Demons jump on you when you open up doors and you yeah. sin, okay? So a demon's yeah. not going to jump on you. You're not going to have this. Now, if you do manifest and you get angry during this, then we're going to pray deliverance over you. So it's all good. If you start feeling like you want to growl, we're going to pray over you at the end. So it's all good. So just hang tight with us. Watch these powerful videos and all the trolls. We love you. We appreciate you. We're glad that you're here. Thanks for all the free promotion for you. Um, but yeah, let's play these videos. Videos, just powerful, powerful. Let's watch these. Too bad you don't want to leave. You need to allow him to speak. I want to be my anger. She's my depression. I want to be free. I detach him now from anger and depression, and I command on three. Every one attached to these must leave him. One, two, three. Be filled with God's love. God loves you all so much. And Jesus has freed you. Wow. Your life will never be the same. What did you say? I was wearing glasses and I couldn't see. But now I can see. You can see now. Jesus! And when I fell back to the ground, it was like a snap of the fingers. Like it, it wasn't just in front of the throne of God. Like I was in front of the throne of God, and I, I asked God, why is these, uh, these creatures covering you? And I said, what are they called? And He said, these creatures are called serpent. And I was like, what are they? Why do they have six wings? And then they were covering their eyes and they're singing to God and covering their feet, and then they're covering God's glory. And then um, after that, I came back, and then he said, I wipe every tear from your eye, and then dirt started coming out of my eyes, and then I couldn't see. And when dirt came out of my eyes, I started getting all these scriptures from the Bible. I didn't know what they were. This scripture that touched me a lot was Matthew 19:26. It says, Jesus told the Pharisees, well, man, everything is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. This deaf spirit must leave in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Out now. Yes. And I speak your ears to open up. Yes. I declare your ears to open up and hear in Jesus' name. detach you from that now in Jesus name I break every generational curse off of you now in Jesus name 
I go back to when they cursed you in the womb, and I remove that curse off of you now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Every witch, every warlock's curse, I cancel it off of you now, in Jesus' name. Every single one of them, I break now, in Jesus' name. On three, every one of you must leave her. Every spirit of infirmity now in Jesus' name. One, two, three. healing to you now in Jesus' name. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just feel like I'm back, like like I'm a human again. I can move, I can I'm like lifting my legs right now. I could not do that before. I don't feel pain. My body is nothing like it was before, and I'm standing. I haven't stood this long since 2018. Oh, and even then, I couldn't stand this long. Thank you, Jesus. God's gonna free you right now. I command now, every mute spirit must leave this boy on three, and every demonic spirit in this boy, in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Mute spirits must leave this boy on three. And every demonic spirit in this boy. In Jesus' name. One, two, three. Out now. In Jesus' name. homosexuality, I, I renounce lust, I renounce porn, I renounce masturbation, I renounce self-hate, and I renounce suicide. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Every demonic spirits that were attached to everything he renounced now, everything he just spoke, now on three, every one of you must leave this man now in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Out of him now.
I just felt them leave like one after the other, one after the other. And I was like, oh, yay, freedom, freedom, it's really happening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just levels of freedom and peace came over me. So much peace. And I was just like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. My great grandparents, they did witchcraft. They did um, kill people with witchcraft. I detach them from the witchcraft done in their family. I break that generational curse off of them now in Jesus' name. And on three, I command every demonic spirit attached to that generational curse, attached from the grandparents doing witchcraft. On three, you must leave them both now in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I renounce any witchcraft I have participated in i break every generational curse in jesus name i de detach him from autism and every diagnosis put upon him and i declare on three every spirit attached to what she renounced every spirit of autism and mental sickness must leave in jesus name one two three every attack of the enemy upon him speaking against his identity in Christ every demonic spirit making this boy not have confidence and speak against his identity you must leave him now in Jesus name you must leave him I break every generational curse off of him now thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And on three, I command every demonic spirit attached to that generational curse must leave him in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank to the demons. Yes, demons can be even children, and Jesus is setting children free too today. What do you think you're doing tormenting this child? You can no longer be in this child tormenting his mind. You must leave this child. I break every generational curse off of him now, off of his mother, off of his father now, off of his grandparents now. I command you on three, 
every single spirit, demonic spirit in this boy must leave him in Jesus' name. One, two, three, out of this boy forever now. Jesus loves you so much and he's freed you today. Jesus is amazing. He is amazing. generational curse off of her now in Jesus name I command you on three to leave this woman now in Jesus' name. One, two, three, out. guys incredible testimonies the power of god this is the book of acts today this is right yeah. now Catherine, this is what you do I, i'm watching this and i'm thinking like we get to do this for a living like for our life this is what we do it's just an incredible blessing to be used of god i'm gonna ask you a couple things about some of those videos i do want to touch on one thing though I want to say this just to set the record straight. I know there's people all the time in the comments, people all the time on YouTube that are like, well, I saw this person in this video. Guys, getting delivered multiple times is not abnormal. It's not abnormal yeah. to get delivered more than once. So if you see a girl in my video or Catherine's video or Daniel's video or somebody else's video and they get delivered more than once, it's because they needed more deliverance. So yeah. I, I don't understand. They think that like they're, they prove something by saying, oh, that person was on a video two or three times. They must be yeah. an actor. And I told them last night in our chat no one's ever paid actors that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard it's the fact yeah. that some people do need more than one deliverance it's like in my mind i'm thinking do those same people say if you got healed physically you're not allowed to get healed again if jesus forgave you you're not allowed to get forgiven again like i didn't know that the blood of jesus was a one-time use like the delivering power yeah. of god is for today it's for tomorrow it's for yesterday so yes yeah. you can get delivered multiple times uh, yes, you can be in multiple people's videos getting delivered because you needed more deliverance. So again, those of you that are like, you can't get delivered multiple times, 
please stop. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't do deliverance. You're doing everyone a disservice. And I want to say this as well. No one's forcing you to be here. We, we love you. We appreciate you. But all you have to do is just, if you don't like it, you could just click right out of the broadcast. So I, I just won't tolerate people that are going to bash the move of God or going to troll the move of God. Absolutely. If, if a lady came to me 10 times, 11 times, 12 times, I'm going to keep praying for her at the altar right there. We're going to pray again. We're going to pray again yeah. because I'm going to keep fighting for people. And that's one thing I wanted to touch on. I know is for sure a key is persistence. You got to be persistent with these demons. I wanted to also talk to you about, I know why you do it. I do, I do it sometimes as well, but talk to me as well when you're doing deliverance, take us through some of the things you're thinking, some of the keys and strategies you're using, but also the one, two, three. Talk to me about that. I know people want to know. Um, I do that sometimes as well, and I know why I do it, but I want to hear from you. What's, what, do, where'd you get the one, two, three from? Why do you do it specifically? And then some of your methods. Yeah. So when it comes to walking in the power of God, casting out demons, God has different assignments yes. for everyone and uses people in different ways. Um, just, you know, even as we see Apostle Peter, they, he, it speaks about how people would just get under the shadow of his anointing. Mm. They would be laid on cots and he would walk by them and demons would flee. Like he wasn't laying hands. He wasn't saying a word, maybe to some, but there were some that he was just walking by yep. and just his the anointing was powerful and they were just going. Um, and same with Apostle Paul. We see, it says, it says that God was doing such extraordinary, unusual miracles yep. through the hands of Apostle Paul that they would just bring handkerchiefs to his skin, put it to the demon-possessed and sick, and the handkerchief touched the person with demons and demons left and people were healed. So there's these different ways that God will use different people. Um, the, the one, two, three has to do with authority. So a real secret of what makes demons to leave is when they see that you know who you are in Christ, that you have been given authority over them. It's just like in the world, when parents do not show that they really have authority over their children, their children won't know and their children That's can good. walk all over them. Same thing even for the president or anybody in a leadership position. If they want to sit there and allow people to like manipulate them or whatever, that's going to happen. Even though they've been given authority, they're not demonstrating and using it. They don't know who they are and the people around them can see that. So that is a secret in the spiritual realm of what makes demons to go. They, they know when you know who you are or if you don't. Mm -hmm. And so when they see that you know you have authority over them, that's what makes them lose power and that's what makes them obey. And the more that you demonstrate that authority and you know who you are, it's like the more they're afraid and the more they leave. Um, and so the one, two, three has to do with you. I know authority. I know the authority I have. So you have to leave on this right here. So it's just away is just one of the one of the times I just I just said that and there was such power upon that and I and God lead me led me to do that again and there was just they just obeyed on that so it's a way that God just led me to to move to execute that authority 
So good. And I would say too, as well, just to add on to what you're saying is like demons listen to commands. So the disciples came to Jesus. They said that we are commanding the demons to leave and even the demons obeyed our, obeyed us. And Jesus is like, I saw Satan fall like lightning. The, the thing was Jesus gave them the authority of his name, the power of attorney to represent him. And that's what we've all been given. If you are a believer, you've been given the authority of Jesus Christ. You've been given the badge. You've been given the gun. You've been given all power. Jesus said all power and authority I've been given. I now give to you because I'm leaving. So whatever I've been to the world, you now be to the world through the power of the Holy Spirit. So you have this guys listening. There's 4,500 of you right now. You have this power. You have this authority. You have the anointing. Jesus was anointed to cast out devils, going about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. So Jesus was anointed not to sit on the couch, not to warm a chair on Sunday morning. He was anointed for a purpose and you've been anointed for a purpose with the power of eternity. I do this once in a while, the one, two, three, and I've noticed the same thing. Like they obey the commands. If I give them a command, just like kids, they obey the command. Now they don't always obey it the first time and I'll have to do it again sometimes because sometimes they're stubborn and sometimes they're rebellious and we know that they doesn't always just instantly come out. Um, what are some other, not only keys, but maybe some challenges that you face? I know of course like criticism, ridicule, that's all part of the territory, especially doing deliverance. I mean, you preach Jesus, you preach miracles, you could preach anything you want. The moment you begin to yeah. preach about demons, the moment you start casting out demons, everybody's upset. All the religious people come out of the closet. All the religious people crawl out of their churches and want to start persecuting the move of God. It happened to Jesus. It's inevitably going to happen to us. What are some other, I'd say, challenges you've had to overcome, some keys that you've seen that God's given you to just really see this go to that next level in deliverance? Yeah, well, God, Jesus says, I've given you, Peter, the keys to the kingdom. Mm. I've given you keys. So there are actual keys to the kingdom. There are prophetic keys that God gives to the humble and childlike. Mm. And the more we humble ourselves and become childlike and surrender to God and keep obeying him, that's what unlocks the revelation of those keys that we can walk in. And so, you know, the demonic realm is... I mean, it's a spiritual realm and there's so many Christians that aren't spiritual at all, yep. <laughs> very physical. And we have work to do for our eyes to open up more and more and more and more where demons and the devil are full spirit. And so that's why it can be complex sometimes and yep. sometimes like difficult for demons to go because the devil and the demons know the principles of the kingdom, of mm, the spiritual realm. There's a kingdom so of God and there's a kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness uh, twists the, the principles of the kingdom of God and uses them in, in a demonic way. For example, there's the power of life and death is in your tongue. We can prophesy, we can speak life and life will come and death will be removed by the power of God. But then in the same way, people can speak words of death and real power will happen. Curse, curses are yep. put upon people. Same for uh, sowing, this principle of sowing, you will reap what you sow. And th this principle of sowing into the kingdom, and we see throughout the Bible, we see Jesus, we see, we see God say, test me in this, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse and see that I won't pour out so many blessings, there's not room on your lap for them. Mm. We see this principle of people sacrificing over and over and over again. And then God moving upon the sacrifice.
We see Noah, when the floods ended finally, he made a sacrifice and then God said, mm. I will no longer wipe out humanity. We see, uh, we see Solomon, he makes a sacrifice to God. And right after he does that, God comes to him and says, what do you want? Anything you want, what do you want? And, and he's, Solomon says, I want to know how to judge your people, how to discern between good and, and evil, right or wrong. And God says, I will give you that and much more after the sacrifice. We see this power of sowing, of sacrifice in the kingdom. Well, then in the demonic realm, they know the power of that. Mm, so there are, there are people who, I mean, there's people who've come and renounced things. They've renounced, I paid so much money for all this witchcraft stuff, for witchcraft yep. materials, to pay um, the demonic healers. I paid them so much money. Uh, there was someone that said that renounced, she had paid $25,000 to someone to put a curse on somebody. Wow. So there's something to that. There's something to that. Sowing into the kingdom of dar darkness uh, equals reaps results demonic power access. You see? So Christians, we don't want to take things seriously. We want to do what we want. We yep. want to give crumbs to God. We want to go to just church on Sundays and not be surrendered and all in while servants of the devil are serving the devil all the time. And they're serious about the, 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 the principles of the kingdom. This is how this works to access this power for, for the devil's intended result, right? But what about God's will? We want God's will to be done. What about people to receive complete freedom? Well, it's not as simple as just saying, be healed. Sometimes, there's, sometimes it's not as simple as saying demons go. Yep. Sometimes there are more keys that need to be unlocked. But we have to be humble and childlike for God to reveal to us those keys. And for me, they came just like gradually because God wants us to be humble. Like it wasn't like, um, you know, I received this prophecy. I was called to be an apostle. And it was like, Jesus was like, okay, here you go. Here's the handbook of how to cast out demons. This is how, this is how it will make every demon go. Oh, no, I had no clue what I was doing. Like when the first demon was manifesting, I just, Holy Spirit led me, you know, but... And then after that, there were some times where it was taking a long time for demons to go, or sometimes it, they wouldn't leave. Sometimes they were really stubborn, and then others weren't. And so I had to really humble myself. And I have a mentor, and he walks in the power of God, and, and has cast out so many demons. And so God would speak to him through me, um, re releasing keys and just walking in the Holy Spirit. Um, keys would be unlocked. And so that's looked like—I'm going to give you some examples of some keys— so a, the a big key, the general biggest key is, is surrender, That's is good. surrender. Now, you see that, that, one, that first video that was shown was uh, a teen that was in, he, the one that his eyes opened when, um, after God delivered him, he testified that he was in his room depressed and his mom dragged him to church. He was far from God. Wow. He didn't um, want to come to church. He was far from God. But in the presence of God, demons were trembling in him. And that, you know, convicted him immediately to, to renounce. And he ends up going to the throne room of God and Jesus speaks to him. And now he's preaching. We saw him preaching in that testimony. Wow. So for that, his key wasn't necessarily surrender. You know, there was a different key there. 
But for many people, the keys are surrender to Jesus. I want to be free. I want you to have your way in me completely. I want you to set me free. However, it looks like private publicly for God's glory. However, that's a big key is that surrender. I mean, there's so many people in the Bible who, I mean, Mary Magdalene had seven demons cast out of her. That wasn't hidden. She wasn't like, don't put me in. That's embarrassing. You know, no, let God be glorified. We wouldn't know that God could deliver people if it weren't for her willing to testify and have her deliverance known to the world, right? So So that's the big key is surrender. Another key for many is to position yourself where anointing's flowing. Come on. Um, some, and that's not always the case. I know there's testimonies of people being set free where they didn't even know Jesus. They never even, they were just in a lukewarm church. And it, so it's not always, but we do see when people were delivered, we see in the Acts church, it was when people, it says when the people would bring the sick and demon possessed to the church and they would put them under the shadow of apostle Peter and positioning them there, positioning Good. the demon that's there, the sick there, demons would just go like easily because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And there are different levels of demonic powers. As it says that we are not in a war against carnal and flesh, but against principalities. Yep. That means prince of a region, spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. It, that scripture lists different levels. It's actually listing different levels of demonic powers. Come on. Okay. There's different levels of anointing. Just like in, Act, in Acts 19.11, it says God was doing such extraordinary miracles through the hands of Apostle Paul. So that just the handkerchief on his skin touching the demon possessed made the demons to leave. So in the Acts church, they were like, there's a high level of anointing work in here. This is the church. This is the body where God's called us to congregate and encounter him and receive him and be equipped. Let's go there and receive Jesus. And things were simple and easy. It says all diseases left people. It says all demons left people. Come on. It, it, it was simple because there were keys there. Peter had the keys. There was keys unlocked that he was releasing to others. And there was order. There was system. There wasn't people just going wherever they want, here, there, everywhere, and not being serious about planting yourself and being where the real power of God is. There's some people that come to a deliverance meeting just to be delivered, then go back to their lukewarm life. If God knows that that's your heart, you might not be delivered there. You know, that, that's a key. You need to be surrendered. Um, also, renouncing. Renouncing is a big key. Uh, renouncing is, is like identifying that door where the enemy came in. Whether it's you that, that sinned, that opened the door, that gave a foothold to the devil, where, whether it was your parents, maybe they did witchcraft, maybe they were not giving their lives to God. So there is now a curse that's now in the family line. Maybe they were the ones that opened it up. Maybe it was trauma and abuse. And then that door became opened in that way. Renouncing means to identify where the enemy came in and say, I don't want that anymore. Come on. I see where you came in. I don't want that anymore. I don't want devil's will. I don't want anxiety. I don't want depression. I don't want suicidal thoughts. I want God's will. That's the action of renouncing. And so that's a big, big key for many that when they renounce, there's been many people that I pray for and the demons don't leave. But then when I say, 
would you like to renounce anything? They immediately leave. Many times people will, uh, during mass deliverance at the end of every service, I encourage people to renounce. People are being delivered left and right when, as they're renouncing, before I'm saying demons go. Um, sometimes the key could be, could be sacrificing to God, sowing a seed. When there's so much witchcraft, so much sacrifice made on, in the demonic realm upon your life, upon your family's life, sometimes the key is to sacrifice to God mm. to break every last curse. And really, it comes down to surrender to God. I mean, everything we have belongs to God. All of our money, all of our time, all of our energy, Come all of on. our gifts. And so if that can just be our heart, like God will lead us. Like if God puts on your heart to, to sow a big seed because you've surrendered, then you can be free. You know, when, if God puts on your heart, you need to renounce this. You know, there was a woman in one of my, came to one of my services and she has, she's Cuban and there's Santeria. There's a lot of big witchcraft in her family. And it was a time to renounce at the end. And out of nowhere, God led her to renounce um, and take, take off this necklace that was given to her, passed down through the family. And it was always mm. a precious heirloom. She thought nothing bad of it. But being in the presence of the anointing, like the real church, Come on. that prophetic anointing, those prophetic keys were released to her. And she heard, like out of nowhere, God spoke to her, take the necklace off. And she took the necklace off in that moment and God set her free right there at the moment wow. that she took the necklace off. So that's one of them too. Sometimes the key is to get rid of objects you have in your house that have demonic powers attached, things you put your faith in that is not Jesus. Like if you put your faith in crystals for healing or you put sage around your house, believing that that will protect you instead of Jesus, these types of things. Mm getting rid of those things maybe um demonic soul ties and people gave you things and it was them trying to manipulate you throw away those things that could be the key too so there's sometimes when i when i minister that's that's how god has been showing me like it's not always just a simple like um be healed or be delivered there are keys that need to be unlocked sometimes sometimes there are many different keys for the different layers of deliverance. That's so, so good, guys. She's giving you so much good stuff. I'm listening, I'm learning, I'm like, I'm taking it all in. I wanna ask you another thing the chat's been asking as well, um, is we see your videos, we see your deliverances. We know, I'm just gonna make it clear because people watch the clips, they watch our videos and they're, oh, you talk about is deliverance or they only see the 10 minute clip. Uh, we know, I know there's preaching in all of your services. You preach the gospel. I've heard you preach the gospel. The only ones that don't think that are ones that aren't really here for the right reasons. They're just going to watch five, 10 minutes. But yeah, we know the gospel is going forth. But I wanted to say too, are some of your deliverances, do you ever do them longer? I mean, does it ever sometimes take you 20 minutes, 40 minutes? I tell people that all the time for me, when I'm doing altar deliverance, I'm like, say five, 10 minutes a person, but what they don't see is we connect that person with, hey, if you need more deliverance, we could connect you with the church, we could connect you with the deliverance map, we can do some one-on-one -on -one sessions. So a lot of times for me, at least, when they see videos of me doing deliverance or we're in services, we're not doing two-hour deliverances with one person at the altar, right? We're doing, hey, if, if you need and you're ready, it could go now, but if it doesn't, we're gonna work with you later. So talk to me a little bit about your thinking Again, I want to give you the platform here. I, I've done a teaching on this. What is your thinking behind 
like alter deliverance, stage deliverance versus one-on-one? Do you ever feel like, man, this person does need more deliverance, more time. Um, we'll connect them with someone or we'll get with them. What's your thinking all on that? So things have changed so much from the first demon that I cast out by the power of God in March. Like the keys have really been revealed little by little, step yeah. by step, more keys that I didn't know in the beginning. And so those keys have made deliverance happen much quicker because sometimes the beginning, it was just like, go, 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 go out now, out. And like, it wasn't doing anything because we needed to actually unlock a key, unlock something. There was a key that needed to be unlocked. Um, And so now God's helped me, um, given me wisdom in that area. So um, let me give you an example. Sometimes, so there is, the, okay, I went to, I ministered in Donna, Texas, and a two-day event, and there were, there was a couple, they were engaged, and they came, and the gentleman was manifesting, and he, was, he renounced um, suicide, self-harm, depression, and other things, and God set him free right there. It was so powerful and beautiful. And, but then that same night, his fiance was with him, but she was manifesting so much. And I could see that prophetically that a key for her to be free was to renounce. Um, that me just saying demons go was not gonna do anything. She had to renounce. Um, so what I will do is I will command the demons, allow her to speak. They need to obey that authority. So I will say that, and, but I said that for her and the demons weren't allowing her to speak. Um, and so that can, that, that's an indicator usually that, that there is a heavier demonic influence. I mean, there's been witchcraft, it's deeper. And so there are more keys that need to be unlocked for her, for her, one of the keys was just keeping on showing up to God and surrendering, right? Not showing up like, I'm just going to come here and be free and then go about my life. But no, God sees your heart and the demons lose their power the more that you surrender and say, nope, I'm not giving you authority. I'm giving God authority. I'm seeking him and I'm coming where his power is to set me free. I'm going to receive from him. So they came back the next night and that next night, demons are trembling in her, but she was able to speak that next night. She renounced and God set her free right there. Hallelujah. So, so, so what I will do, and, and, and then two weeks later, a week and a half later, I ministered in Texas again, but like five hours north near Austin. And they drove this time to that one, bringing their nephew and um, to, for him to be set free. And they both testified, the, the gentleman testified that um, he's been addicted to drugs. He, he would do drugs morning, middle day, night, every single day. And he hasn't touched a drug since that day. And he's on fire for Jesus now. And he just wants to set other people free now, he said. So good. And then for her, she, she was completely free now. And she testified that she was free of witchcraft and anxiety and depression and self-harm and other things. And she was just full of joy. And so, um, so there's an example where what I will do at my events is I, I will, if I see that, I will make sure that either I talk to them or maybe my, my assistant, my disciple, disciple of Jesus here who understands um, can go speak to her. Or if someone's even still manifesting, speak to someone that came with them and just give them direction. And I have teachings of how to receive complete deliverance, how to maintain your deliverance. And I always make sure to connect with them and 
make sure we can stay in touch with people who were delivered and who still need freedom. Um, so there's always direction given. Sometimes I can see, okay, all the demons aren't leaving here and there's a key that needs to be unlocked and this is what it is. This is a prophetic direction. So, so good. And I, I love, that's one thing I've always like not just loved about your ministry, but I've always taught is don't stick to one method. One method is not going to work for every single person. And God gives different strategies to different people. I think one time I told a story about I was doing this deliverance and for like hours, I could not get this. There was a one-on-one -on -one session. A girl had a lot of witchcraft. She was in heavy of the occult. She had like 60 something demon. I mean, she was like, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to do a quick deliverance on her. And I just, I was very frustrated. The demon was stubborn. I did everything I can do. And then I thought about the strategy that Bob Larson uses and where he makes the demon like repeat after um say like i'm gonna leave like the he makes the demon repeat after him and then the demon leaves so i was like look i've already tried everything i got nothing left in my shepherd bag i've tried all the strategies i'm just gonna pull bob larson and do that strategy and sure enough after like several hours of me trying everything doing this all those demons left in that strategy and what the lord was showing me was you have to be willing to be bendable moldable let the holy spirit lead you in deliverance don't think every person's going to be the same and i i like what you touched on earlier about peter his shadow was falling and people were getting healed and then paul handkerchiefs and it wasn't like oh well paul where's that in the bible you're doing handkerchief right. miracles and where's that? Exactly. And that and that's what the chat you know people want to do that are oh where's that in the bible give me a verse for that well they didn't have the new testament paul didn't have the bible yeah. and they were doing more without it than we're doing with it but the point yeah. was the holy spirit was shaping molding moving how he wanted to move and, and the other thing i would say is as you've been preaching and sharing, and as we watch that video, it's all about Jesus. I, in my mind, I'm thinking like, how could people jump on this broadcast, there's 5,000 people watching, and, and get any other thing than Jesus is being glorified. And that one of the most ignorant things we can say in deliverance is, don't focus so much on the devil, we're giving him credit, we're gonna give the devil a platform, not one person has ever walked away from a deliverance saying, pray Satan. Like the moment yeah. you get delivered, you walk away going, thank you, Lord. Yeah. There's life change. Guys, yeah. Satan can't cast out Satan. So everyone's afraid, like, what if this person's false and that? If you're casting out devils, Satan's not going to cast out Satan. So that's a legitimate thing. And then they say, what about the people that stand before God and say, I cast out devils? That verse is about intimacy. It's about doing these things without intimacy, intimacy, intimacy yeah. with Christ. It's not about falsely doing deliverance. I don't know. I know someone was posting in my chat like, have you seen these fake deliverance videos? I don't know any false, I've never seen a false deliverance. So if you guys yeah. have videos of false yeah. deliverances, enlighten me because now do yeah. I know people that have faked it? Yes. Have I done deliverance on people that have faked it? Absolutely. We did deliverance on one girl our team did. It wasn't me specific, but my team did. She faked the whole thing. We went, they had prayed for her for like hours and my leader, my pastor was like, Dude, at the very, like, two hour in, he was like, this is not happening. He felt it was just not right. She was like, I'm, I've been faking the whole thing. In that situation, it it's all right. You are faking it. We'll see you later. I mean, it, we give them the benefit of the doubt. So are there people that will come in and fake it? Of course there are. But our job is not to try to say, oh, that person's real, that person's not. Our job is to be Jesus yeah. to them, is to lay yeah. our life down, to pray for them. So even if somebody is faking it or somebody is manifesting, it's not genuine, our job is to pray for that person, is to believe. And in fact, I'll say this, they need it more. They need they need more love. They need more help than the next person because they, so, they so need attention 
they're willing to fake their deliverance. But as far as ministers faking it, I don't know any minister that I've seen that's out faking deliverance. It's way too much work to fake deliverance. It's hard, it's hard enough doing the real thing, let alone trying to set something up and fake it. So I think it's really, really needed right now, especially in the body of Christ. I had someone say, oh, my pastor said, oh, there's that new thing. Um, like deliverance is a hot topic. I'm like, first of all, I praise the Lord that we, we've been able to make it a hot topic. I'm glad. Like, that's a compliment to me. But then second of all, I'm like, dude, you don't read the Bible. Like your pastor, I, I'm sorry, but you don't read the Bible. It is not a new thing. It's the ministry Jesus started. He continued. He gave to the disciples and then the Holy Spirit continued it through the book of Acts, through the disciples, through the apostles. So if you're in here tonight and we've been going for about an hour and a half thinking like, this is some new wind of doctrine, or this is some new teaching. Friend, this is an old, old, old ancient teaching that goes all the way back 2,000 years to the founder of our faith, who's Jesus Christ from Nazareth. Wow. This is the this is God in the flesh that started deliverance. The only one in the Bible, or the first one in the Bible to ever cast out a demon was Jesus. And he started in Mark 1, his ministry casting out devils. In Mark 138, it says he went from synagogue to synagogue casting, or maybe it's Mark 139, synagogue to synagogue casting out demons. So I, I, I want to tell you guys, in the chat like don't be shocked by deliverance ministry don't be let's make deliverance normal let's make freedom normal Catherine has given us so many keys tonight. We're going to pray for you guys. There's about 5,000 total right now. We're believing tonight as Catherine prays for mass deliverance. We're believing for the power of God, the presence of God. I really believe tonight, Catherine, as you pray, God's going to deliver children. So I want to tell yes. all you parents, believe tonight as she's praying for your children. You say, well, my kids aren't here. Well, neither was a Syrophoenician woman's daughter, but God delivered her even if she wasn't at the meeting. So can God deliver over the internet? Absolutely. God can deliver. So um, if you have anything closing you want to say before we, we pray, you could feel free. Or if not, we'll jump right into, I would love for you to just pray mass deliverance over those watching. I know there's many people in the chat that are manifesting, that need freedom, that need deliverance. Feel free to do it however you feel comfortable, however you would do it on your broadcast. This is your stream so just let's lead us through some mass deliverance and we'll pray for the people yes hallelujah yes hallelujah matthew 19 26 says with man things are impossible but with god all things are possible all things any kind of sickness any kind of oppression any kind of mental sickness anywhere there's lack god can do creative miracles he can do literally anything. And he says that you will do the things I do and greater, greater. Things that were not recorded in the Bible. Things that we haven't heard testimonies of in today's time, in the past years. Maybe you've heard testimonies of certain miracles, but not of the thing that you have. Jesus can do it and he wants to do it. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. And we see, uh, you know, Jesus... There were some times where, where, where he wasn't always just saying, be healed. He wasn't always just saying, this, this thing must leave your life, like things must change here. He was casting out demons. He was commanding them to leave. And so that is the key of how to see these miracles that we haven't seen before is we are going to where the demonic root is, where it's hiding, and we are casting it out. We're not saying a nice, pretty prayer. We're not praying the wrong way, like God heal. God says, you heal, be healed. We're gonna speak how God commands us to speak. Be healed, demons go, 
And this is how we're going to see every single kind of miracle happen. This revival's now, and it's time we expect God to do miracles we've never heard of before. So right now, right now, right now is your time to receive. God is going to set you free right now. Believe, and you're going to receive right now. Such a big key to receive deliverance is to renounce. And so we're going to take just a moment right now, just where you are at, to renounce. To renounce doors that you have opened in your life with sin. Maybe doors you opened that you didn't know was opening to the devil. It was before you were a Christian. Renounce it. Renounce it. Renounce uh, your, your parents maybe did witchcraft or, or other kinds of sins. Renounce that when you are abused and speak specifically if you've done witchcraft speak specifically that this the things you did i renounce this we are not letting any demons stay here we are exposing them all and commanding them all to go so right now speak where you're at just say i renounce and just spend a moment to renounce right now thank you jesus thank you god Thank you, Jesus. I break every generational curse off of every person watching now in Jesus' name. I break every word curse that was sent to them, that they spoke upon their lives. I break every word of death. Every diagnosis, every sickness spoken over you, mental to physical, I break all of those word curses now in Jesus' name. I break every demonic soul tie off of you. There's people that who, who've manipulated you in life and still have a tie, demonic tie on you. I break that tie off of you now in Jesus' name. I break every curse of poverty off of you now. On three, I command every spirit attached to what you have renounced must leave you now in Jesus' name. One, two, three out now of every person watching this right now every person watching this replay right now every person children in your house sleeping they must go out of them now every spirit of addiction depression anxiety panic attacks out now every spirit of jezebel marine spirit orphan spirit out now every spirit that came in through trauma through abuse go now every spirit of infirmity go now in jesus name every spirit of witchcraft out now in jesus name every spirit speaking against your identity go out now every spirit there's some of you who who f just feel so worthless because of 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 demonic oppression coming in through words people spoke to you when you were younger, through relationships. I command all of those spirits that came in that way to leave you now in Jesus' name. There are some of you here who, who, there's a voice in your head saying, I will not amount to anything. That must leave you now. There's, there's some of you right now who have a spirit speaking in your head all the time, you blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Out now. And there's some, some people here who needs to hear this. Now, you did not blaspheme the Holy Spirit. 
you are free now. Every spirit causing night terrors, go now. I break every demonic tie of spiritual spouse and I command every spiritual spouse to go. Every spirit doing things to you in your sleep, touching you, sleeping with you, out now. Every spirit that came in through porn, through sex, out now in Jesus' name. Every spirit that came in through what you watched, horror movies you watched, out now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I command every last spirit in the order you entered must leave every person here now trying to stop them from being used by God, trying to mute their voice. You must go now. Thank you, Jesus. There are some people here that are watching right now that, that God's put on your heart this, through this podcast, through this, this broadcast. I want to be used like that. I want to be, I want to see people be set free. And I just, I see God now anointing you. I see from now things are going to change where his power is going to come upon you and you are going to carry anointing and demons will tremble in your presence and you will cast out demons and you will heal the sick. And God's saying to, to you right now, I put this desire in your heart and it's beautiful and it's me and I command every spirit that's there's some of you that have the spirit of like saying that you are prideful but you're not like there's the spirit speaking to some of you because you are called to be powerful vessels of God and you're and you like are confident but then the devil condemns you for being confident and then you you are passionate about seeing people receive miracles and deliverance but then the devil speaks like oh you just want attention but it's not you. This is for some people out here that, that you actually have a pure, humble, childlike heart that's beautiful. And maybe you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Maybe we have jealous thoughts sometimes or whatever, but that doesn't make you jealous. God's saying right now, I've chosen you. Don't doubt that. And I want to use you. And you are worthy of being used by me. Thank you, Jesus. I declare every demonic spirit that, that has gone through your your head saying you're too prideful you're too you're you're god doesn't want to use you you have too many problems you have a bad past you must leave now in jesus name thank you jesus and i declare every spirit of religion to go now in jesus name every spirit there's some people here who the devil's been condemning them so much, shaming them, saying they're not a good enough Christian. They don't spend enough time with God. They don't pray enough. They don't read the Bible enough. And you just hear that in your head all the time. And it, it literally pushes you from reading the Bible and spending time with God because that's the devil's scheme. I'm telling God wants you to know now that he, that was never him condemning you. That was never him shaming you. I command every single one of those judging, shameful spirits to leave now in Jesus name. Everyone keeping you from being close to Jesus out now. Thank you, Jesus. And there's some people here who cannot sleep and they feel tired all, all the time. Every spirit of insomnia go. And I declare you to be energized with the Holy Spirit now. I speak all sicknesses to go, all pain in your body to leave now in Jesus' name. There's some people who have chronic pain from injuries. Be healed now. I declare ears to open. I declare eyes to open now in Jesus' name. 
and I declare the dead things in your body to come alive. Some, some of you have organs that weren't, aren't not working properly. Be healed. Some of you have been trying to have a baby and you haven't been able to, and you've been having miscarriages. I declare every spirit of infertility to leave you, and I declare healing over your womb. I declare you will birth a child and many now in Jesus' name. And I declare all of you who've been stagnant, there's been like a spiritual block, block in front of you, keeping you from moving forward, keeping you in lack, keeping you hidden, like a cover over you. I declare that cover to come off and that blockage in front of you to be removed in Jesus' name. And I declare you to shine for Jesus, for the favor and grace upon God to be shining from you now and doors to open for you now, provision to come to you now for you to have more than you need in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Thank God. You, Lord, amazing. So many people in the comments, guys. Let us know what is God doing. I've been reading the comments. God is moving. People are getting healed. People are getting delivered. Those of you that say, I'm screaming, I'm coughing, I'm angry. God is delivering you right now. Let that come out of you. And I want to oh, challenge yeah. some of you that as she was praying, God started something in you. So don't stop it. Let it keep going. If you, yeah. some of you spoke in tongues for the first time, keep speaking in it. Keep speaking it. Keep praying in tongues. Some of you are having revival in your living room. You don't have to stop because we're stopping praying. You can keep the revival going. This was the start of something for you. As you're getting delivered, keep getting delivered. Maybe you have a family or a friend there that can lay hands on you. Have them keep praying over you. Don't stop it because something powerful is happening. Go ahead and type in the comments, guys. What are you experiencing? What is God doing? Uh, just you guys are breaking my thing here because there's so many of you commenting the presence and the power of God is moving and we're able to do this 5,000 people right now are getting prayer getting delivered getting healed the power of social media and technology incredible what God is doing thank you Holy Spirit for what you're doing we give you all the glory all the praise all the credit thank you lord catherine it's been almost two hours i value your time i honor you i know that you're so busy with all the stuff you're doing i know as a live streamer you're like oh i'm gonna i could go do my own broadcast let alone come on someone else's but i wanted to say thank you so much for being on the broadcast tonight where else i've linked your youtube down in the description where else can they find you is there any events you want to announce or anything you want to say there's you know five thousand people listening so anything that you wanted to point them towards to be able to follow your ministry or be a part of what you're doing Yes, so we have church at Fivefold Church. I'm the pastor of Fivefold Church here in Los Angeles every single Sunday. And currently it's at 1 p.m. Um, in Griffith Park. And for the details of exactly where, you can find that on our website, 5fchurch.org, and on my social media, on 5F Church social media. Um, God's moving. It's revival every time, and He shocks us every time. So don't miss out. If you're in the LA area or in the SoCal area, you're missing out if you're Come not on. coming. I mean, oh, there's nothing like being in the presence of Jesus and being in awe and wonder of Him and receiving more from Him, His power. Um, and also, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content and please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.